Hello everyone. Good morning once again. So I come to you all the way from the throne room of God to present to you the kingdom's message. I pray that we are all doing well and that the word of God will speed ahead and that it will be honored wherever it goes in Jesus' name. So still on the topic of Jericho, which is the third river, you learn so far that it is the place of encounters, revelations and deeper insights. We learned that at Hideko, um, we God shares his burdens with us, sometimes not because he wants us to tell the third party, but just because he wants us to know how he's feeling about a particular matter. And we learned also that Hidekal is a place where our horns are exalted so that we become stronger as God intends us to be. Now today, I want us to move on and learn something else at Hidekal. So at Hidekal, God begins to give us snapshots of our future so that we don't just follow the crowd. At Hidekal, you'll have chances or visions of your future, snapshots of what you're supposed to be, of where you're supposed to be, of who you are. So God shows them to you. You get small, small shots of your future. And then also, you don't just send your applications everywhere because you are certain for a job because God has already shown you what you are supposed to do. He will lead you beside the waters. At Hideko, God will show you where you are to work, what you are to do. Sometimes it will surprise you to know the plan um, God has intended for you, looking at the way your life is going or the course you chose to offer in school. It can make you spend eight years studying medicine and come out to be a pastor. Your parents might not understand, but then you will surely know that there is nothing you can do in the hospital that will work even though you were the best in your class. He will frustrate everything you do anywhere else apart from where he has planted you. I know this couple, both doctors, of a church. God has turned their church into the hospital. So they don't practice in the hospital, but they practice rather in the church. And when I thought about it, I was like, God's sense of humor is something else. So you see, at Hideko, God shows you what you are supposed to do. You don't get confused in life. Now let's look at the Bible again. In Luke chapter 2 verse 26, it reads, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So through Christian fellowship, this person got to know when he would actually leave the earth. This, this refers to one scene. Unlike Anna, who the Bible stated that she was a prophetess, Simon's case wasn't so, but that he was a righteous and devout man. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, that is Jesus the Messiah, to be born first before he died. That was what the Holy Spirit actually told him. So when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. 
And when he saw the child, he now asked God to let him die in peace because his eyes had seen the salvation which God had promised. I'm sure by now all his friends had died and he was left alone in the world. So he was so happy to see Jesus that he was like, God should not let him die in peace. Now this was what he said concerning Jesus. Mind you, he wasn't a prophet too. But then he spoke under the influence of the Holy Spirit. This is what he said. This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Now, in your thorough navigation of the New Testament, you will come to realize that the thoughts of those who were supposed to be religious leaders were revealed to be full of envy, hypocrisy and jealousy while many others were also joyful because Jesus came to free them from their bondages of sicknesses, etc. These leaders were Jesus' antagonists who eventually handed him over to be killed. How however, he brought joy to all those whose sins he forgave and healed. So that was the prophecy that Simeon actually gave before he died. The Holy Spirit also revealed to Simeon a secret about Mary. That would happen in the future. He told her, a sword will pierce your very soul. Now this prophecy was also fulfilled when this young woman, who had been promised a very bright future through an angel, who did not foretell of any eventually soul-shattering news, later heard one evening that a chief priest had arrested her son and had dragged him in shackles to the high priest. By the time he arrived, had been beaten and knocked down as liars came pointing accusing fingers and bearing false testimonies about her first son whom God has blessed the whole of mankind with. This only began her journey to witnessing the agonizing torture of her son from his cordon on through his crucifixion. So that was Simeon's prophecy to Mary. So Mary had actually been forewarned that a, pier, like, that a, like a sword would pierce her very soul. Okay, so um, then again, when Jesus' time was nearing, he began telling his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. All these he knew about himself because of his fellowship and communication with God. Remember, he was always on the mountain. Every night he went there to pray. When one is in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he is not easily deceived or overwhelmed by occurrences because he simply knows, like he knows. It's annoying. Again, when Mary was informed by the angel Gabriel that her kinswoman or her cousin Elizabeth had conceived, and she went in haste to see her in Luke 1, 41. It reports that as soon as Mary greeted Elizabeth, the baby in her womb leaped and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. The result of that, she began to see into the future. Elizabeth, she wasn't a prophet. The news that had just been delivered to Mary by the angel had also been revealed to Elizabeth by the same power of the Spirit. Now look at this. Elizabeth made known to Mary what she was seeing in the future. She said, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Mary was not pregnant then. So what did Elizabeth mean by your child? 
She had been given an opportunity to glimpse into God's glory and she knew that the child her cousin would be carrying was her Lord. Meanwhile, what the angel told Mary was that he will be called the Son of God. Note, be called. Be called is not the same as he is. So how then again did Elizabeth know that he would be Lord? In Luke 1.6, it says that both Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. So this tells us that they were both constantly fellowshipping and communicating with the Holy Spirit. Once more, during the whole time that Zacharias was unable to speak, how did Elizabeth get to know the name of the baby? He should have been named after his father or perhaps given another family member's name. But why the name John? which no one in their family ever bore. How did she know that was the name God had given to her son? What's more, when Zachariah gained his speaking ability again, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. And you, my son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. Now let me assume there's a line of reasoning that the angel already gave him the above information about his son. Okay, but then how did the angel, no, no, but did the angel tell him the job description of his son? No, he didn't. The angel never said, you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. The angel didn't mention this. But Zacharias was able to predict the job description of his son. Now all these were done by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. As illustrated, you do not have to be a prophet to prophesy about your future or about your family. You have to exercise the Spirit within you so that he can tell you about your future, where you will work, how you will live for him, what friends to keep which calls to pick, which ones you should be careful of, of what work you should do, etc. Sometimes when I think about this, I, I, I become sober and sad that if some of our parents had known all these things, they would have been able to guide us in the way of the Lord. Our parents undeniably love us, but then they love us according to their own way. But if they had connection or fellowship with the Holy Spirit, they would have known that this is the path my child is supposed to take. So that when the child is going that way, they can correct the child and keep the child in that line. If parents do not do this, they begin to live their own lives through their children. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a doctor when I was young, since I wasn't able to do it. So you, my child, you should be a doctor. Meanwhile, you see that your child is always drawing stick human beings. He wants to be an artist. You say no, because you should be a doctor as well. Please, if our parents weren't able to do this, let us now stand up in that role and let us intercede. Let us become constant in our fellowship with the Holy Spirit so that we will not interrupt our children or frustrate them. They've been given to us as gifts from God. Let us have constant communication with the Holy Spirit so that we will be on the same path, have the mind of Christ and execute it. I pray that we... As you have listened to God's word today, His Spirit will speak to us at all times. May His Spirit keep warning us, and may we also obey Him when He speaks. 
may we be firmly, deeply, and strongly rooted in the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Thank you, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray.